0: Thank you for listening to the Ridge Podcast. Today's message is by Senior Pastor Mark Farnell. For more information about Ridge Church, visit our social medias or go to our website at crclife.org. We hope you enjoy the message. I'm excited to study God's Word with you this morning. We are here on purpose, not by accident. God has brought us together because He wants to share His truth with us because we need it. You need to hear from the Lord this morning, and I need to hear from the Lord this morning. God's word to us is always best for us. Though there are times we may doubt or question this truth due to our circumstances, our personal challenges, or the difficulties that we have with other people, it is nonetheless true. God is going to speak to us this morning in these moments, and he wants us to do what he says. He says. God has also brought us here together today because he wants to speak through us because others need it. God wants us to fill us with his truth. He's going to fill us up with his truth so that we can share it with those he places around us this week who need to hear God's truth that we're going to receive this morning. As followers of Jesus, we are ministers for Jesus, So we are right where we need to be. You are right where you need to be this morning so that you can hear what you need to hear from God so that you can do all that God's going to ask you to do today and this week. So open your Bibles with me to Galatians chapter 6. Paul is continuing to teach and encourage us about some of our responsibilities to one another because we're brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. And so he is going to continue this teaching and encouragement. Paul has already shared and taught us in chapter 6, we are responsible to pick up one another spiritually. That was in verse 1. We are responsible to hold up one another spiritually. That was in verse 2. We are responsible to look up with one another to God. That was in verses 3 through 5. We are responsible to share with one another and we saw this last Sunday in our study through verses six to eight. Paul wrote in verse six of Galatians chapter six, let the one who has taught the word share all his good things with the teacher. As we shared last week, the specific one is a reference in verse six to the one who was caught in sin in verse one. The one who is caught in sin should share all his or her good things with their teacher, the brother or sister in Christ, who share God's word with them and help them to get out of the trap of sin and back into a right relationship with God. The one is also a general reference to all of us as followers of Jesus Christ. We should all, as followers of Jesus Christ, share, thank, encourage, and bless our Pastors, our ministers, our Bible teachers, our life team leaders, those who disciple us because they faithfully teach us the word and they help us grow in our faith in Christ Jesus. And so sharing all our good things is a celebration of God's blessings to us. He continued in verse 7, he said, don't be deceived, God is not mocked for whatever person sows, he will also reap. Said, don't be deceived, or rather, stop being deceived, stop being misled, stop being led astray by the false teachers. Paul said, for whatever a person sows, the thoughts, attitudes, words, and actions that we sow, that we say, and that we do, is what we will reap in our lives. The thoughts, attitudes, words, and actions that we sow. Those are the same things that we will also reap. Paul reminded us that God's law of sowing and reaping never fails. And we need to keep this law of sowing and reaping in mind as we continue together uh, in our passage today. He continued in verse 8, and then he carried it out, and he said, "...because the one who sows to his flesh will reap destruction from the flesh, but the one who sows to the Spirit will reap eternal life from the Spirit." The flesh is a reference to ourselves, our sinful flesh, the desires, the cravings, the lusts of our sinful flesh that are against the Holy Spirit who dwells within us in opposition to God. So he's saying if we sow, if what we say and do is according to our flesh, our sinful flesh, then we're going to reap destruction because we never win living in sin. But he said as well, if we sow to the Spirit, which is a reference to the Holy Spirit of God who lives within us, because we are followers of Jesus Christ. If what we sow, if what we say and do is according to the Spirit in us, if it's what God wants for us and from us, then we will reap eternal life that is ours in Christ Jesus. Paul's message is clear, so to the Spirit. Be a sower of God's grace. Be a sower of God's goodness. Be a sower of all your good things. Be a sower of blessings. Whether others sow, you and I sow. Whether we reap now or we reap later, we sow. You and I sow to the Spirit now, today, every day, all through today, because God sees and God rewards. Amen? He sees and he rewards. So it's with this in mind As Paul was sharing and making sure that we understand the law of sowing and reaping and how that blesses us and how that protects us and provides for us, he continues into verses 9 and 10 and lets us know we are responsible to do good to one another. We're responsible to do good to one another. He said in verse 9, let us not get tired of doing good, for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. Let us not get tired of doing good. Let's look at that for just a moment. Let us, that referred to Paul, to the believers he was writing to years ago, and to you and me today, all believers today. Let us, that's all of us, not get tired. Your translation may read, not grow weary or not lose heart. What he's saying here is let us not get tired. Let us not get worn out. Let us not lose our motivation. Let us not get so discouraged and exhausted that we get tired. So let us not get tired of doing good. Good is the key here, the key word. Good means that which is intrinsically good in every way. That which is intrinsically good Admirable, beautiful, commendable, excellent. It means admirable, beautiful, commendable, excellent. So we're not to get tired of doing good. Let's look at three quick points about doing good that we know from God's Word. Number one, God is good. God alone is good in who he is and in all he does. Anything and everything that is good is from God because God is good. Amen? He is good. And so we know, as James told us, God is the giver of all good gifts. The psalmist said in Psalm 119 and verse 68, you are good, you do what is good, teach me your statutes. The psalmist said in Psalm 16 and verse 2, I said to the Lord, you are my Lord, I have nothing good besides you. We know Paul told us in Romans chapter 7, I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my flesh. For the desire to do what is good is with me, but I have no ability to do it. God is intrinsically good. He is good in who he is and in all he does. God is admirable, beautiful, commendable, and excellent in every way. God is good. So when we start looking at this verse, we need to understand some of this background. God is good. Number two, God is pleased with good. Hebrews 13 and verse 16 says, Don't neglect to do what is good and to share, for God is pleased with such sacrifices. So God is good and God is pleased by good. We please God, this is important for us to know, as we walk by faith in God. We know this from Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. We please God, walking by faith means we please God as we share with one another, and we please God as we do good to one another because these are sacrifices that God is pleased by as he sees them at work in our lives because he knows if we're going to share with one another and we're going to do good to one another that is a reflection that we're walking by faith we're walking by the spirit and our faith and trust in Christ Jesus not according to ourselves. and so the third point that we understand and where Paul is moving us to this morning is we are called to do good we are saved for good works not by good works As Paul said in Ephesians chapter 2, for by grace are you saved through faith. This is not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works. Say that with me, not by works, so no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared ahead of time in advance for us to do. So we are saved for good works, not by good works. Jesus himself said, in this way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works of glory, honor, and praise to your Father in heaven. Doing good is the fruit of our faith, not the foundation of our faith. Doing good is the fruit of our faith, not the foundation of our faith. As a follower of Jesus Christ, you should do good. As the fruit of your faith in Christ Jesus, doing good includes good words and good works. Doing good, understand, doing good includes good words and good works. We are able to do good as we walk by the Spirit, which points us back to what Paul shared back in Galatians chapter 5. So I say, then walk by the Spirit and you'll not carry out the desires of your sinful flesh. We do good as we walk by the Spirit. Now, here's what we also understand. This is a blessing to each one of us. As we walk by the Spirit, as we do good, we point others to Jesus. Because our doing good is a reflection of God's salvation and sanctification of our lives. As he continues transforming us in the likeness of Christ. And so... Doing good is that fruit of our faith. And so you just need to understand and realize this morning God's brought you here because one of the things he wants you to understand is you need to do good. You need to keep doing good. You need to keep sharing those good words. You need to keep doing those good works. Let us not get tired of doing good. Well, that's interesting because If Paul's challenging us not to get tired of doing good, then what that means is we must at times get tired of doing good. And that's certainly true for us as followers of Jesus Christ. Some reasons why we get tired of doing good. Let's look at a few real quick. We get tired when we do good in our strength. We get tired when we do good in our strength. Fatigue overwhelms us when we try to do good for the Lord in our physical strength and wisdom rather than the power of the Holy Spirit at work in us. Remember, spiritual warfare is real. And we are weak. Our flesh is weak. We are still very prone to self. We're prone to give in to sin. And so we really have no hope of being able to do good on a consistent basis like God calls us to, to do good on a faithful basis like God calls us to do, to do good in a loving way like God calls us to do, apart from Christ. We can do good works and we can share good words for a period of time in our strength in the flesh, but it's going to go quick. What will happen is when we're attempting to do good in our strength, Man, we'll get tired. We'll wear down, which then will stop us from doing good. Second, we get tired when we do good with wrong motives. We do good with wrong motives. An example would be a wrong motive of doing good is to draw attention to ourselves rather than to God. That's a wrong motive. When we try to draw attention to ourselves, we're doing good just so that others can look at us so that others can say good things about us, so that others can post about us. That's the wrong motive. Doing good is to please God and point people to God. And so we understand this. We get tired when we do good strictly for recognition. We get tired when we do good strictly for a reward. We get tired when we do good strictly because it's required and it's not the true desire of our heart which is to please and praise God. We get tired when we do good in our strength. We get tired when we do good with wrong motives. We see a third reason is we get tired when we don't get results. We get tired When we don't get results, what happens is we'll get tired of doing good when our good isn't recognized by others. We get tired of doing good when nobody seems to recognize our good. We get tired of doing good when nothing seems to be happening from our good. What happens is we get tired of doing good when we don't get what we want, when we want, from who we want, the way we want. Because many times we are doing good with expectations. Many times we do good out of guilt. And let me encourage you and help you understand. If you're doing good to those around you out of guilt or out of expectations that you have set on yourself or on them, you're going to get tired. You're going to wear out. We are to do good because we desire to please God and to praise God. And we know he sees, he knows, and he rewards. A fourth time, a fourth way that we get tired is we get tired when we get tired. We get tired of doing good when we are physically worn out. When we don't take care of ourselves physically. It's like the old adage from, famous football coach Vince Lombardi, fatigue makes cowards of us all. When we get physically worn out, we're generally not a whole lot of fun to be around. We're not taking care of ourselves. And we get tired of doing good when we're tired. Remember the scripture teaches us our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Your body and my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit of God. That means it's the dwelling place of God's Holy Spirit. Which means, as scripture teaches us, we are to honor God with our bodies. And one of the ways we honor God with our bodies is by taking care of our bodies so that we can honor him, so that we don't wear out and give out because we're not taking that time for proper rest and proper nutrition and proper exercise and doing those things to help us stay energized, that keep us from getting worn out and worn down. Remember, exhaustion can hit us physically, and I think we all are very aware and and recognize the physical exhaustion first, but I I would also suggest to each one of us this morning that exhaustion hits us emotionally as well and exhaustion hits us spiritually. And the truest exhaustion happens when all of those collide together. When our physical and our emotional and our spiritual ministries and what God is doing in us in those three areas, when we get worn down in those three areas, we get tired of doing good. We get tired. We also, a fifth way we get tired of doing good is we get tired when we are disconnected. We get tired of doing good when we're disconnected from God, when we're disconnected from God's Word, when we're disconnected from God's people, when we're disconnected from God's praise, when our priorities are out of order. When our schedules overwhelm us to the point that we're spending more time away from God than with God, that we're spending more time away from God's word than with God's word. Then we're spending more time away from God's people than with God's people. That we're spending more time away from church than with church. Then we're spending more time away from God's praise than with God's praise. When we are so busy that we don't have time to serve God or to serve one another, we don't have time to minister, we don't have time to do good. Because we're disconnected. Paul's point in the first part of verse 9, let us not get tired of doing good, is simply this. It is a blessing to do good to one another. It is a blast to do good to one another. It is great fun to just do good to one another and to watch reactions of folks it is such a blessing to do good to one another. That's why Paul is challenging us. That's why Paul is commanding us. That's why Paul is calling out to us and saying, Listen, don't get tired of doing good. Don't get tired. He continues in verse 9 and he says, For we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. For we will reap. That means don't get tired of doing good, for we will reap. That means we will bring in, we will harvest, we will receive. That which we're sowing. Remember, sowing and reaping. So if we're sowing to the Spirit, we're going to reap from the Spirit. So don't get tired of doing good. Don't get tired of sowing to the Spirit. For we will reap, we will bring in, we will harvest God's blessings. We will reap now. Remember, it's the now and the later. We will reap now as we watch others come to faith in Christ and grow in their faith in Christ and be used by God in the way God's created them to help others grow in their faith in Christ Jesus. This is exactly what's happening this morning with Amy. As Amy was baptized this morning, as she walked in obedience to the Word of God, we know that our MOPS ministry is reaping what they've sown because Amy came to faith in Christ through our MOPS ministry, the ministry to the mothers of our preschoolers. It's an amazing blessing as the ladies and mobs have sown the gospel, as the ladies and mobs have sown love, as the ladies and mobs have sown faithfulness, as the ladies and mobs have sown ministry and service. They are reaping eternal life as they've watched Amy come to faith in Christ Jesus. And they were shouting the loudest and jumping the highest when she was baptized this morning. Because that's the continual reaping now. Those ladies and we as their brothers and sisters in Christ, it's not just the mops ladies, Don't, don't make that mistake. We all get in the blessing train with the Lord. We all rejoiced as well as Amy walked forward in baptism this morning. It was a blessing for all of us. We rejoice when folks are obedient in baptism because we know what that reflects. That person had given their life to Jesus Christ. And so we reap now. So he's saying, don't give up doing good, for we will reap at the proper time. Sometimes the proper time is now. We see it, we know it. As we grow in our faith in Christ, as we use the gifts and abilities God's given us to be a blessing to those around us, to help others come to know Christ and grow in Christ. Man, it's such a blessing for us I know you've known this at times, as we're sowing time in the Word of God, there's moments, and I knew, know you've probably had these moments, when you're sowing time in the Word of God, you're spending your time with the Lord, and something jumps off the page at you of Scripture, if you've read it probably 15, 20, 30 times, maybe more, and yet it's like you just saw it for the first time, and it just absolutely washes over you, and sinks deep into you, and just pours blessing into you. It's amazing. It's amazing. We will reap at the proper time. That time is sometimes now, but we will also reap later. We will be rewarded by God for the good works and service we do for God in heaven. And so we understand how important it is, for we will reap. This is similar to what Paul wrote to the believers in Colossians. Turn to your right, just real quick, just a few pages. It's not many. Colossians chapter 3. I want you to see this. Colossians chapter 3, Paul connecting many of his letters together to the believers in the different areas uh, where he was ministering, but certainly to us again this morning, this is a great confirmation of the truth that we see in Galatians 6 and Colossians 3, beginning in verse 23, whatever you do, that meaning the the good works, whatever you do, do it from the heart as something done for the Lord and not for people. There's our proper motive, for the Lord, not for people. Knowing that you will receive, say will receive. Will receive. The reward of an inheritance from the Lord, you serve the Lord Christ. You and I serve the Lord Christ. We serve King Jesus. We serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. That's who we serve. And that's who we are doing our good works. That's how and why we are doing and sharing the good words. It's because we serve the Lord Christ. And we're not doing it for people, we're doing it for the Lord. Because he sees, he knows, he understands, and he rewards. Both in the here and now, and one day in glory. So he says, let us not get tired of doing good, for we will reap at the proper time. At the proper time literally means in due time, at the right time. It literally means a fixed set time by God in the future, not a specific date and time and minute and an hour and second. It's a future time set by God. So, For we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. And here again is the pastor's heart of Paul coming out to you and to me. If we don't give up. What happens when we get tired? We give up. That's why I said let's not grow weary. Let's not get tired. Let's not lose heart in doing good. For we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. See, Paul understood doing good is difficult because spiritual warfare is real. Doing good is difficult because we are still weak in that flesh and the battle we have with our sinful flesh that rages day by day. Doing good is difficult because people are messy Doing good is difficult because ministry is messy. Doing good is difficult because not everyone receives the good that we try to do or say. Doing good is a challenge. That's why Paul said, and he understood, he understands that it's, it's very easy to get tired and then to give up in doing good. And so he's cheering us on. He's challenging us. He's saying, don't stop doing good. Don't get tired of doing good. Don't you give up. persevere, persevere. Persevere. He's encouraging and challenging us. And then he continues in verse 10. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us work for the good of all, especially those who belong to the household of faith. He said, therefore, the therefore points back to verse 9. Let us not get tired of doing good, for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. Therefore, points us back to that. Therefore, he says, as we have opportunity. That literally means as we have time today. That's what that means. As we have opportunity, as we have time today, it's a reminder that we don't know the number of our days God does. I don't know the number of my days, but God does. You don't know the number of your days, but God does. Therefore, we need to make the most of the opportunities, the time that God gives us today, right here, right now, to do good. We need to make the most of the time. This reminds us of Paul's words in Ephesians chapter 5 when he said in verse 15 through 17, pay careful attention then how you live, not as unwise people but as wise, making the most of the time. Say that with me. Making the most of the time because the days are evil. So don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is so you can do it. And so we understand we don't need to be foolish. We don't need to waste or miss the opportunities that God gives us to do good. We need to take advantage of today because we don't know what is in store. We don't know when we're going to stand before him one day. We don't know the future. He does. And so it's always time. The right time is to obey today. The right time is to obey now. The right time to do good is now. That's why we encourage during our invitation time, our invitation time, as we sing our praises to God, we're looking upward. And then as we listen to the word of God and the Holy Spirit speak to us, as God pours his truth into us, then our next step is, then we respond in obedience to God, and by faith and trust in him. And one of the reasons that we respond immediately is because God wants us to respond. He wants us to make the most of the time. He wants us to take advantage of our opportunities He doesn't want us to wait. He wants us to take advantage of them. And so Paul is saying, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us work. Let us, that's Paul, these believers that we're reading about and all of us today, let us work. Work means labor. So we know that there's some labor. There's some intensity involved. There's some sweat equity we're talking about. Let us work. Let us labor. That means to work hard, to work smart, to work continually day by day. Let us work for the good of all, for the good, that means for what is good, admirable, beautiful, commendable, excellent, for the good of all. All means all, all people, everyone. So we are to make the most of the time that God gives us. We are to take advantage of the opportunities we have on a day-by-day basis, including right here today. We're to... Take advantage of those opportunities to work for the good of all. Now, we work for the good of all as we do good to all. And this reminds us, understand in verse 10, and this, this we could go on for a while, a whole different sermon on this point, but just I'm going to give you the point. Understand what he's saying is let us work for the good of all, and then we're going to talk about especially those who belong to the household of faith. So there's, there's a comparison here coming. Understand this, Paul's overall point is, Those who are around us are there by God's purpose for us. Don't ever think for a second that folks are just randomly around you just to bother, pester, or irritate you. Or drive you crazy. Don't make that mistake. Don't make the mistake that it's some coincidence that folks are around you. No, 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 no. Our God is an intentional, purposeful God. And he, Paul's reminding us of this point here in verse 10. He said, let's work for the good of all. He's helping us remember, oh man, okay. Everybody that is around me throughout each day, and, and that group of all is going to change day to day, but those who are around me, God wants me to take advantage of the time and the opportunities as those folks are around me, and I'm aware of the Lord walking by the Spirit, he wants me to take advantage of opportunities to do good to them. To either say a, a good word or to do a good deed to them. Okay. You see, we do good to all as we point them to Jesus. We work for the good of all as we point them to Jesus. And we point them to Jesus and we do good and we work for the good as we walk by the Spirit. As we take advantage of the opportunities God has given us to do good to them, to bless them. And so he continues and he says, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us work for the good of all, especially for those who belong to the household of faith. He said, especially for those who belong to the household of faith. Who's Paul talking about? He's talking about our brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. We are members of God's household of faith by God's grace alone, through our faith alone in Christ Jesus alone. So here's what Paul is saying. We're to work for the good of everybody, but especially, we're especially to work. We're especially to take advantage of our opportunities. We are especially called to do good, to build up and to bless our brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus because we're family. We are family with one another. And so as we work for the good of all people that God places around us, knowing that everyone around us is there by by God's purpose and design for us, we also know we're to especially look and take advantage of opportunities to do good to our brothers and sisters in Christ because we know God's placed him around us because we're family in Christ Jesus. And so this gets to why Jesus then said, if we're doing what Paul's talking about in Galatians 6 and in Colossians 3 and in Ephesians 5, if we're doing that, guess what's going to happen? By this all people will know we are disciples of Jesus Christ because they will see how we love one another. Because one of the ways we love one another is by taking advantage of our opportunities to do good to one another. Every day, right here, right now. Not waiting, not postponing, but doing good to one another. Doing and saying what is beautiful and admirable and commendable and excellent to one another. Out of our love and devotion to God, wanting to please Him, we pour ourselves out as a drink offering in ministry and service to one another. So what is our application today? It's real simple. Our application is depend and do good. Depend and do good. We depend on God as we walk by the Spirit today, every day, all through the day. And as we depend on God, we're able to do good through God and His power and strength. As we depend on God, we're able to do good for God, to those He places around us. As we depend on God, we will not get tired of doing good. As we depend on God, we will make the most of the time and opportunities God gives us to do good to those around us today, right here, right now. As we depend on God, we will sow to the Spirit. As we depend on God, we will sow God's grace to others. As we depend on God, we will sow God's goodness into others. As we depend on God, we will sow all our good things. As we depend on God, we will be a sower of blessings to those around us, especially to our brothers and sisters in Christ. As we depend on God, we will please God as we share with one another. As we depend on God, we will please God as we do good to one another. As we depend on God, we will look for opportunities to do and work for the good of all those who are around us and especially to those who are our brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. We will keep an eye out and we'll keep our ears tuned and we'll keep our minds focused on what God has for us, what God is saying to us, and how it relates to being poured out of us onto our brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. We do good our brothers and sisters in christ jesus as we pick them up spiritually we do good to our brothers and sisters in christ jesus as we hold them up spiritually we do good to our brothers and sisters in christ jesus as we carry their burdens we do good to our brothers and sisters in christ jesus as we look up with one another to God. We do good, especially do good, and we work and take advantage of the opportunities that we have today to do good to one another. As we encourage one another, as we forgive one another, as we help one another, as we listen to one another, as we love one another, as we minister to one another, as we pray with one another, as we pray for one another, as we serve one another, as we share God's truth and love with one another, as we stand firm in our faith in Christ Jesus with one another because we are brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Don't get tired of doing good. Don't give up on doing good. You will reap because God sees, God knows, God understands, and God rewards. Don't get tired of doing good. For you will reap, and I will reap at the proper time. If we don't give up, we depend and we do good. God first, we depend. Others second, we do good. We depend and we do good. As we depend on God, we are able to do good through God and for God. And as we do, we please God as we bless one another as we minister to one another, as we care for one another, as we love one another, as we encourage one another, and as we point others to Jesus Christ. Because the way all people in the world who have yet to come to faith in Jesus know that we are disciples of Jesus is by the way in which we love one another. And one of the main ways that we love one another is by doing good to one another. Let me ask you to bow in prayer. Our worship team is coming to lead us in this time of response. And and you know what the Lord's saying, and and it's clear. He's saying do good right here, right now. Our pastors will be standing here at the front. Our ministers, they'd love to pray with you. They'd love to encourage you. If you've got a care, a need, a concern, a burden you're carrying, they would love to to minister to you, by praying with you, by praying for you, praying over you. The altar is open as it always is to kneel and do business with the Father. To run to him, to rely on him, to cry out to him. His eyes are open to the righteous. And his ears are, are listening to our cries for help. Listen, it's our opportunity as brothers and sisters in Christ to go and do good, to go and be an encourager this morning. You don't even have to wait till I'm finished. You don't have to wait till we stand to begin singing this song of response to the Lord. You can do so now. You can get up, you can go and move and be an encourager. Be one who supports. Be one who prays with someone. Prays over someone. If you know someone's challenged and going through a difficult time and need that ministry, you get up and you go and you move and you walk in the word this morning. Take advantage of the time. Take advantage of the opportunity that God is giving us right here and right now to do good, to pour, to minister, to serve. As so we humble ourselves before the Lord, we're able to walk by His Spirit. And when God will hear and use our ministry of doing good to one another. Let me also encourage you, if you've yet to receive this gift of salvation that we've talked about, by placing your faith and trust in Jesus, by trusting in Jesus' death, burial and resurrection for you, He took your place, on the cross. He paid your price for sin. He shed his perfect blood. He died on the cross. He was buried in the tomb and he rose again on the third day. He is alive and he is the only way into our relationship with God. And so we place our faith in Jesus. We trust in his work for our forgiveness and salvation. And as we do, God draws us and his family in Christ Jesus. He puts the new life that is ours in Christ Jesus into us. He fills us with the abundant life that we have in Christ, and he seals us with the eternal life that is ours in Jesus Christ. Let me encourage you, if you've not made that decision, do so today. We'd love to introduce you to Jesus. This is God's time. He's already moving. He's already working. Let's stand and let's respond and let's do good.